Hey guys, it's the So You Can Relate podcast with Joyce and Adefala. Welcome back to our podcast. This is episode 11 today and it's two days before Valentine's Day. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> lovely jubbly. So we wanted to do a loved themed episode despite my agendas that I've revealed prior on this podcast. The <laughs> girl can talk about love, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Joyce has a few questions for us today and we're just going to talk about love in like our own context and in Christian context and just in general basically. So yeah, let's get into it. Cool. So, like, in general, what's your opinion on Valentine's Day? Because I know some people think it's just a ploy to take our money and, you know, you should show love every day and all of that. I'm sure you can tell my opinion from the tone of my voice. <laughs> but, yeah, what do you think about Valentine's? Um, what do I think about it? I don't really think I, I care too much about it. Like, I haven't been in a relationship before, so it hasn't ever meant that much to me. Um, in recent years, I've realised the value of, like, showing love to people that are just in your life, so your friends and your family. Yeah. So I guess for people that don't have, a, like, a partner, that's a nice way to just show love to people, you know? And I think the first time I experienced that was, like... Um, must have been in his sixth form or something. And one of my friends sent me a Valentine's Day message and was like, here are three things I appreciate about you. And I'm oh, like, oh, that's so nice. That's really <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so that that's the, probably like the first time I ever realised, okay, Valentine's Day doesn't just have to be about flowers and chocolate, you know, it can yeah. just be about showing love. So I'm not against it, um, but I guess... If I was ever in a relationship, I wouldn't really want to put too much pressure on the day for us to, I don't mm. know, show each other how much we love each other because I'd like to believe that we did that already <laughs> without yeah, relying yeah. on one day of the year, you know? Yeah. I like, I want all the pressure on the day. <laughs> like, you need to perform. I need to perform. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I don't like, though, is like how it's kind of like a double standard. It's like, you know, typically the guys are the ones that have to like show out and really, really show you so much love. And girls, we just like buy a card and turn mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. like I think it should be like on both sides but I guess my earliest memory of Valentine's Day is like literally from primary school on the day like um kids would write like little cards to each other <laughs> but it was kind of sad like um, if you didn't get a card <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or imagine. you know secret admirer kind of vibes mm. um but yeah no I love Valentine's I think it's really sweet and I think people say like oh you should show love every day but the truth is that like we just get so um bogged up in like everyday life, like working, just like what life is. And sometimes to take a moment to be like, you know what, on this day, I'm going to like, especially show you how much I love you. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. Like, why not? I love the, I love the, like the rush of trying to book a a restaurant. I'm here as if I've been out on my own time. Um, But I love like everything that comes with it. I think I absolutely love like flowers and romance and all of that. So it's right up my alley. But, um, so in the past, how have you spent your Valentine's Day, <laughs> With you. <laughs> I'm here asking like I don't know. <laughs> Literally, like, I think the first time I ever, oh my gosh, do you remember my first Valentine's Day at uni? Oh, that's a story time. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't go into the details no. of what I experienced that night. But oh, <laughs> let's that, just say, I didn't matter about you, girl. <laughs> to this day (laughs) I love that song but yeah um so I think my first celebration of Valentine's Day was Mm. in um was in uni like the first time I was like okay we're gonna do something Mm. and you guys I always admired you guys for actually putting effort into doing stuff on Valentine's Day because I would actually just sit in my room like I wouldn't I couldn't even care less so you were always like meeting up at someone's um flat or someone's house and like having 
I don't know, snacks and just like talking, dressing up, drinking and stuff like that. And it was just like a really nice vibe. Mm. So I enjoyed that. And I was like, okay, um, it's a nice way to spend time with my girlfriends rather than just thinking, well, there's no man in my life. I'm so exactly. sad right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So that was always really fun. And I think we did that in first and second year, right? And yeah, then third yeah, yeah. year, you guys were on placement. So I don't remember what happened on Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't but, remember what I did. Yeah, um, I think before that, I just remember like in church, or actually they had um, Valentine's themed church services in, oh, my, okay. in my church yeah. or like kind of a love themed mm-hmm. I remember this one where they had the whole service it was like they put everybody on tables and they like mixed the <laughs> children and the okay. adults and they just kind of did like love themed things and stuff like that so it was really nice I guess but I guess I just always associated it with actual like being in love with someone actual yeah. romance so I've just never really felt like it was anything for me it's like Eid it's like I'm not a Muslim so mm. this is not my yeah, business yeah, yeah, I get you. <laughs> that's how it's always felt for me um but yeah like I said showing love to the people that are around you I think that's a nice way for me to experience it more this year's Valentine's Day I don't think anyone's doing anything I mean maybe they are I don't know what the people in relationships are doing yeah but I know it's going to be a lot harder but it's not impossible to just show love to somebody even though you can't see them mm. so yeah I guess I've always just kind of been with my friends and in the past few years anyway and I've just kind of liked it that way yeah same like I'm right there with you we've just like been doing parties and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's fun because I guess like I don't know, like sometimes you can feel like, oh, you know, I don't have anybody <laughs> kind of thing. But um, just spending time with the people that you do love, like the people that are in your life is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a ball, like we were doing Galentine's before Galentine's was a thing. Like yeah, yeah. we had so much fun. And at the end of the day, like we're young, like, you know, those things will come later in life whenever they come, if they do come. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's good. Like, I, I guess to all the girls out there that, you know. <laughs> to all my girls. <laughs> you're just single like a pringle (laughs) don't feel bad like enjoy yourself do what makes you happy Mm -hmm. and like you know that mindset of being like oh where is me kind of thing is is just like it's negative like just come out of that be happy do what makes you happy like watch a romantic film if that makes you feel better or call up your friends or do whatever kind of makes you feel good Mm -hmm. and for us like coming together you know having drinks, you know, singing, dancing. That's what made us happy. And that's what we did. And literally we had the most fun. Like yeah. we like ordered, well, most of us ordered like nice pajamas and it was just like yeah. a cute pajama party and everyone yeah. cooked and everything. And those are like memories we'll always have. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. I think you know I'm remembering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one in second year. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, we have to, we have to, we have to say it. <laughs> obviously we're not gonna mention names we can't we can't (laughs) what had happened was so we had this girl's night of one of our friends house she had a student house off campus yeah Yeah. there were like about maybe 10 girls yeah we had so much fun like we were dancing and just having like good vibes anyway someone had you know they took the vibes to another level (laughs) and you know poor thing i feel like sometimes when you like you don't know your limits and you over drink kind of thing so I remember <laughs> it so well because I was literally sitting on the sofa opposite to our friend and I saw the vomit leave her <laughs> mouth. I said, Lord. And you know what made it worse, Adephala? I had this like, this really long, um, <laughs> this really long, uh, what's it called? Robe. Robe, yeah. yeah. 
And I don't know why I left the robe on the sofa next to her. I didn't know she was going to throw up. She threw up all over my robe, all over the sofa. Oh, oh my, God. my gosh. No, and <laughs> everyone was so bad because she was so unwell, obviously. And then I think it was a definite. I was like, oh, I was like, so she threw up. She threw up on the sofa and I wrote you guys for cleaning it up because I wasn't about to do that. And then we just like took her upstairs, I think. And yeah. Where did you put her? Did you put her like in the bathroom or something? Yeah, yeah. You guys deposited the poor girl in the bathroom and closed, closed the door. <laughs> and like 15 minutes later, we hear this rumbling upstairs. <laughs> and I was like, um, guys, I think someone should go check on her. Yeah. And you guys were like, you do it then. And I said, no, I don't want to. But I raised the alarm. I said, something's did, happening up did. there. Like, yeah. <laughs> And what actually happened, I think somebody went upstairs to check on her and then like she'd messed up the bathroom or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my days. <laughs> I was like, I told you guys. I tell you. To go and check on her. And then that same night, someone's hair caught fire. <laughs> oh my goodness. How could, I knew there were two things that happened, yeah. And I just couldn't remember what the second one is. Oh my goodness. So everything is calm. This is before like, you know, the whole vomiting thing. <laughs> Everything was calm. Basically, the girls that did this night, yeah, they really, really wanted to make it special. So, like, there was candles everywhere. It was really mm-hmm. pretty. So, one of our friends, she went to go <laughs> pour a drink. <laughs> and her hair set on fire. <laughs> and she was throwing drinks everywhere. And I was thinking, what's wrong with this girl? Like, what's she doing? And you know what made it so much funnier? The smell <laughs> of her burning hair. Oh, my Lord. It wasn't her real hair, though. It was definitely her wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That smell, I'll never get out of my nostrils. <laughs> Uh, you guys ran outside. We had to leave the house. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. I just remember the way she threw her drink on the wall. Oh. We had to scrub the wall. <laughs> that day was so chaotic. Like, especially when you're the only when nobody else is as drunk as the one person. Yeah, and you're just watching like because mm. I was. I don't think there's any alcohol there. I think she no. literally came with her own, and she was like, "Yeah, tonight is the night. <laughs> She's ready." <laughs> so that's the funniest memories I've ever had of Valentine's Day. The first year Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I was that mess I can't come and drag other people because that was definitely me in first year so I think I was the only person that was literally so finished I felt like I was like that for hours but I think it was probably two hours max yeah, I went back yeah. to my room. <laughs> you guys took me away but yeah those are my recent memories and they do feel very like um I don't know like I don't say teenagerist like young adultish they yeah. don't really feel very much like like a mature person and that's fine because you know like I'm only 21 so I don't yeah. mind having a few messy Valentine's Day you know with my friends so I'm here for it yeah so the next question is mm. what's your ideal Valentine's Day <laughs> I definitely just hate anything to do with romance she's like oh, sorry I'm not involved I'm just trying to I'm trying to like put myself in that position my ideal Valentine's Day date yeah what's the difference between that and a normal date mm. Valentine's Day <laughs> I don't know like okay like that season of it being like really really busy like mm. the decorations everywhere people like buying flowers and all that there's the little little things that are kind of like more special like they go the extra mile on Valentine's Day kind of thing uh well I'm trying so hard to think I mean I'm kind of think okay so I don't really care for rose petals so don't decorate anything with rose petals I'm saying what right. I don't want rather than what I do want <laughs> I don't care for rose petals, so don't give me anything like that. Yeah. Um, how would I like to go? I actually don't know. I think it depends on who I'm with and what we're used to doing together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really a fan of dinners. Mm-hmm. I feel like dinners are awkward. Maybe it's different if you're my boyfriend, but just sitting there and looking into each other's <laughs> eyes, eating steak. <laughs> That's my, yeah. my nightmare. But what would I want? 
I think I just want to spend time with them. Like I said last time, quality time is my thing. So mm-hmm. whatever it is, like even just spending a time in together, like overnight and just vibing. Yeah. <laughs> Doing such a bad dance. <laughs> How would you ideally spend it? Because I think I need to go off what you're saying. Me? Um, I would like it to like, do you know what I really appreciate? When you can tell someone has actually put thought into the date and mm-hmm. actually, because they know this is like special to you. It's special to them too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I absolutely love dinners. Like, don't I, do I, yeah, I don't like activities about rock climbing and all of that. No, mm-hmm. just, just you know, I love a dinner, a nice restaurant somewhere. Like, it doesn't even have to be like expensive. Like, I'm not. I actually don't like the idea of like being taken to like Mayfair and you have to like kind of wear um, what's it called? Um, it's basically like dressing up like a lot. Mm-hmm. Is it called black tie or something? Type. Yeah, like a black tie event. Black tie event, yeah. No, I don't really want stuff like that. Like, somewhat casual. No, is it black tie or bow tie? Oh, we are so, so uncultured. <laughs> I think it's bow I don't know. Is it bow tie or... <laughs> but yeah, um, just really good food, like good vibes, take nice pictures. I would like flowers and like, you know, little cute things like that. I don't really ask for much, mm. you know? Um, and yeah, just to be honest, as long as I feel like I'm appreciated and you put effort in, that's really all like, all I like mm. but no I do want to do something on Valentine's Day and you know let me just say those guys that tell you oh let me take you out on the 13th <laughs> oh let me take you out on the 15th just no auntie oh <laughs> let me take let's go for breakfast and on the, the day, day. come on do you know what happened to me story time mm-hmm. I was so young I was like 16 and there was this guy that I liked at school anyway um we were kind of talking or whatever that is at 16 years old um and he told me around Valentine's Day that he wasn't going to be in the country, that he was going to America. Mm-hmm. And I, I believed him. No, not that he was going to, he was going to America on the 15th, yeah? But the kind person I am, I was like, I, I can't really expect him to take me out because um, he's traveling, like, so I should just be understanding. Long story short, um, on the day, he me- my friend messages me and she's like, oh my gosh, Joyce, log into my Snapchat now. I'm like, what happened? She's like, just log in. I log in to see this guy on like um, a double date with another girl. <laughs> oh, oh the trauma. And you know what made it worse? He was in my area. Like he was like in my area. Oh my God. I just said, you wicked boy. So did he lie to you about traveling he, anywhere? He didn't lie to me, but he just took out another girl on the 14th and flew out to America on the 15th. Oh He's, allegedly, he says that he just was going to see his boy and the girl happened to be there. You know, and him and that girl had already previously had history and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it, I was just like, oh. I would have actually died. To be <laughs> the way I was back then, I'd never love again. <laughs> I'm telling you. But no, I, I didn't really take, like, I don't know, it just shrugged off my shoulders. Like, I just shrugged it off my shoulders. Like, I don't know, I didn't really take it to heart mm. that much. Um, well, yeah, no, that's kind of like, when I think of Valentine's, I remember that because that was the ghetto. Mm. I always took those things to heart though when I was younger like growing up I've started to do it less but if somebody that I liked hugged another girl in my presence (laughs) (laughs) I would not stop thinking about it like those things never like got brushed off my shoulder and it was even worse because I wasn't even like confident enough to go and talk to him anyways so I'll just see him talking to girls and I'll be there in the corner like oh my god he's not even talking to me 
<laughs> and yeah. it would literally get to me every single time, but I was never even confident enough to even start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Neither were they even talking to me either, you know? So stuff like that, I would never be able to just brush it off my shoulder. Like I literally hate Valentine's Day from that moment onwards because of something like that. <laughs> no, I get it. I don't know why. I just really like shrugged it off my shoulder. I did really like him. He was really funny, but yeah, it was pretty much that. And I, and I guess I was young, so maybe I just didn't really deep it that much. But like talking of liking guys, yeah. Um, I, I, there's this crush I had when I was in sixth form. I definitely, I never want to feel that feeling again. <laughs> it was crippling, <laughs> crippling. So when I was, um, when I finished year 11, I moved to um, another school. So I didn't know anyone there. I just moved with one of my good friends and it was just us two. And so weirdly enough, the school was in Northwest London, but th- there wasn't that much black people. So this guy that I liked was like, I think one of the only black guys that I was around really, like that we had the same, the same um, classes. When I tell you I liked this guy, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like he was tall, Ghanaian, like he was so, so funny. Yeah. And he was like um, God-fearing. Like he was just ticking oh, the boxes. Oh, he was God-fearing. <laughs> he was ticking the boxes. But it got to a stage where I liked him for like maybe one whole year. I never told him. I don't know why I didn't. I just... I didn't feel like we, I just didn't feel like telling him. And I'm I'm not one to tell guys when I like them anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, I remember sometimes that like, we would be talking and I would just be thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, he's talking to me. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, um, I would be so much in my head that I couldn't just be normal. And he was so funny that I would laugh so much and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm just laughing so much now. Like, <laughs> must think I'm weird. Like, I was just so much in my head. And I literally prayed to God. I said, Lord, please. <laughs> I don't want shame to come and find me. Like I never ever want to feel like I like someone so much to the point whereby like I can't be comfortable around them. And thankfully, like I've liked guys since, but not like that. Like mm-hmm. especially when it's unrequited. Like this guy doesn't even know you like them. Like you don't even know if they like you. Mm-hmm. It's the ghetto, and I had to get out <laughs> of it. Oh my gosh! But yeah, um, no, I hate I hate crushes like that. Yeah, I and mean- you see them every day. Oh. <laughs> that's what was worse about school is like you couldn't even have someone that you see every once in a while like yeah. at a shop or something you'd literally see them every single day all of your classes you'd be observing how they interact with other people as well so it would just get to you even more mm-hmm. and I've had my fair share of that like <laughs> I've had my fair share of liking people and um, doing so so intensely that I look back with fear <laughs> I was thinking to myself a couple of days ago, like, I cannot believe <laughs> that that was the same person. As yeah. in, like, the way that I think now and the way I was literally, like, a couple of years ago, I, I can't believe that it's the same the same body that was <laughs> the same head, the same mind yeah. that was so sprung for someone. As in, it, it would get to a point where I could... They would literally take up space. <laughs> they would take up all the space in my mind. As mm-hmm. in, I I was at a point where I was like, God, please free up my mental space. Honestly, honestly, it's like it's dry. It's like having a um, you know, earwigs. You know how they, <laughs> they go inside your ear. Yeah, and they're there. Like people sometimes complain about having like 
a bug in their eye. It's like, it's just there. It's like a, it's at the back of your mind all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so crippling. And like, and you end up doing things that aren't even yourself when you're around that person. And people often say, oh yeah, that's what love is. You know, it's about the butterflies. But I don't think I'm at a point where I'd ever want that again. I don't want anyone no. that makes me feel frantic. As in, when I saw him in a space, I didn't expect my heart would start racing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even speak. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not, not, it's bondage. It's bondage. And I don't understand, I don't understand how like and someone can make you do that it's like what is it about this person that makes you like and, and it's so dangerous because it's like you you're somewhat relinquishing your control and I hate that I hate feeling like I'm not in control of like how I'm feeling and I know like there will be circumstances where you aren't in control but it was just ridiculous and I was just thinking no I never want to feel like this again like mm-hmm. If I like someone, I want it to be reciprocated. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think it's more of like a. I'm glad I learned those lessons when I was like, how old was I? Like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Um, because now I just can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine doing that. Mm. No. I don't, I don't even want to do it again. I think the next time <clears throat> I end up in a situation like that, I want to feel calm. And um, that calmness is something that I don't want to ever leave my side. Like butterflies are overrated. They make me uncomfortable. My yeah. heart shouldn't be churning when I see your face. I don't want to be overthinking every single interaction with you. I don't know. Dare I say it's kind of like people call things like that puppy love or like they kind of associate that kind of intensity with being younger. Mm-hmm. You know. And though we are still quite young, I'd like to believe that as I do get older, my love interactions are a lot more genuine and a lot more... Um, a clearer and a lot more reciprocated too. I even saw a tweet yesterday and someone was like, you shouldn't have to question if the person that you're talking to likes you. <laughs> like, yeah, if you like obvious, them. Yeah. yeah, it should be obvious. Like if you're doing second guesses from the get-go, you know, and you're trying to figure out if they actually have in, like some kind of fixation on you, if they even like you, yeah. it's time to bounce. But I think when we're younger, especially as teenage girls, we're just kind of taught that, oh yeah, boys, you know, they just... They because they hit you, it's because they like you and stupid yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that. So you take being ignored and you take just outrightly not being liked because he doesn't have feelings for you as like some kind of sign or what does that mean? Mm. What does that mean? Is it because he actually likes me? Really, he's just airing you because he doesn't like you. Maybe he's airing me because he likes me. He's like, no, he's not. He doesn't like you. So I think that kind of stuff I learned when I was younger and I'd like to take it into the future just to kind of... Um, I don't know, just be more be more sensible, apply my sense and like use this work experience exactly. that I've got to make things better for myself. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, and like, you can like someone, you don't have to lose it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just, yeah, I'm, I'd like to think that I'm, I'm, I'm not in that space anymore and I never will be. Yeah, amen. Because amen. Oh, it's, it's not nice, it's not nice. But um, <laughs> what, what are your views? Like, what do you think of, I know like the TL talks about these topics a lot and people have like, loads of opinions on this, yeah. But what do you think about the Christian dating set, scene in the sense that like um, people feel like, some people feel like they should be dating to marry, and I know that sounds weird because obviously like you don't date people that you hate or that you have no intention of like ever getting to that space. Mm-hmm. But do you think that like in the initial dating phase that should be on your mind, like marriage? And what do you think about like the Christian dating scene as a whole? Um, I think dating to marry is, I don't know, I just think it's, I think it's weird. First of all, I think the idea of I'm going to marry this person Mm. And you're thinking this on your first date, or I want to marry this person. Like, I don't think you should match your desire to get married with your 
current interactions with anybody's and I feel like they should be separate things you should just like ask God to guide you you know but kind of going from the get-go being like I'm trying to get married and that's mm-hmm. why I'm dating personally I just think it's weird I know that loads of people do it as well that's why people like go on dating sites and they go to like singles events and whatever because they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they literally want to get married so they're searching yeah. for that person yeah. but it scares me because I feel like you guys are kind of um Making marriage like the ideal thing that everyone's striving towards and Mm -hmm. you're doing all of this reading into it. You're going to all of these seminars, listening to all of these sermons about what marriage is, what it takes to be a good wife, what it takes to be a good husband. All you're looking for is that final piece, which is that person. So when you find that person, you're now dating to get married. And then when you get married in a relationship and you're kind of navigating it the way that you've been told to in advance before you were even married, Mm -hmm. you know, married life turns out to be hard and things like that. And obviously I'm not married myself, but I have seen so many examples of people that date to get married and they get married and it's like within three years they don't even like each other anymore someone's cheating on somebody else it's just dodging you know they don't want to get divorced because um the bible says (laughs) you know like even god even jesus did say he hates divorce but you know Mm. if someone commits adultery that's grounds Mm. um to leave them um but the fact that so many people stay despite that just makes me think that marriage has been made some kind of idol. It's like, I don't want to lose my marriage, even though this person is disrespecting me. I know there's a lot that goes into it, like your family, um, your children, your living situation, your finances. Yeah. There's so much there. Yeah. But I don't know, I feel like prioritising marriage above like just getting to know somebody can really steer you down the wrong path mm. and people don't like the idea of like running through so many people like I've dated so many guys none of them married me I dated so many girls and none of them said yes to my marriage proposal yeah. they don't want their numbers to go up this is even like sex and body count this was just like people that you've dated you know mm-hmm. you don't want to be disappointed you don't want your hearts to get broken bare time so I feel like some of us end up could end up settling because we're dating to get married because marriage has been made like an idol in our lives yeah and then after a while it's like well I'm married now and uh, <laughs> do you know I wonder like where we got this idea from and I see it a lot like in the church about it like and both for guys and girls like it's frowned upon like for you to date multiple people like I don't understand that like let's put um fornication aside let's assume that the person is like waiting until marriage if they're Christians and they believe that's the right thing to do yeah what is the issue with dating multiple people? Like, why is this a bad thing? This should be seen as a good... It means, first of all, it, it probably means that you're not willing to put up with, with with rubbish. You're not willing to put up with something that you think is contrary to your central values and beliefs. Mm. Shouldn't that be a better thing than getting married and getting divorced? Because, like, what do we want? Because if we're um, forcing young people saying, no, the first guy you date should actually be the one that you marry and, you know, dating multiple guys is really bad and it's frowned upon... Now, when they get married and they feel like they want a divorce because maybe they didn't know what they wanted. Because I feel like the more you date, the more you know you you know what your non-negotiables are. You know what you can and can't deal with. And whilst you can probably have that understanding outside of dating, possibly, mm-hmm. I think that there's it's one thing to know something in theory and another thing to know it in practice. And I feel like we shouldn't like take that for granted. And like my opinion in general on like dating initially dating with the intention of I'm going to marry this guy I don't know it just it's a bit intense isn't it like (laughs) why not let it develop organically and I know like there's loads of girls that's like what's your intentions with me (laughs) first date so what are your plans with this relationship it's a bit strong it's a (laughs) bit strong like I think we should try and cultivate friendship 
And even though you guys can be dating, but still, like, try and cultivate a friendship. Because I've, like, met a new batch of friends from uni that I've known for, like, four years now. Mm-hmm. And I'm still getting to know new things about you guys all the time. Mm. There's friends that I've had since secondary school. I'm still knowing new things about them now. So I don't think that, like, you can be like, oh, um, you know. Another thing that's come to mind. You've met... I don't care if people don't agree. Like, sorry, sorry. Make a play. If I'm coming for your next today. <laughs> You've met Jake. Jake is lovely. Jake is your ideal guy. And Jake is the guy that you believe God has told you to marry, yeah? Mm-hmm. You marry him in six months. Oh, you're dragging people tonight. Right. <laughs> right. Like, wow. You, I just don't understand how that's a wise decision. Some people fall in love, as in they have hearts for eyes. And it's like, I love you. <laughs> and I don't care what the people say. <laughs> I just want to spend the rest of my life with you. Love can be that intense for people. And I'm saying like I've been in love, but it can be. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in lust and I've been like in yeah. a deep state of infatuation. So I can imagine what it must feel like to just want nothing but that person and be so against the fact that anybody else can satisfy you the way this person does. It's like, why would I want anybody else want to have you? Yeah. And I think that's why loads of people get married within six months. It's literally because... I don't see who else can do better than you. I remember when I was in, um, how old was I now? Maybe like a few years ago. Mm. Had feelings for this guy. And my friends were like, stop, like get over it. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, there's other guys out there. And I was like, yeah, but they're not here. Ah, I've been there <laughs> as well. This someone that I didn't even have anyways. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but it's not him. And they looked at me like, are you okay in the head? <laughs> that is some people's perspective. It's like, there is no, it's like, there's no one like God. And there's no one like him out there. Wow, yeah. There's yeah. literally no one. So I feel like for people like them, it's like, it's a no brainer. And also a lot of Christians, whether or not you like it, a lot of Christians want to have sex and mm. they don't want to do it before they get married. So the sooner the better. I remember I saw these like Christian YouTubers, a video that they posted a while back and they were like given the reasons why they got married at the age of like 20 or 21. And one of their reasons is because they wanted to have sex. Wow, they actually said it. Yeah. They were, they were, they you know how so Christians honest. be pretending? <laughs> no, we just wanted to honour the Lord. <laughs> Like we just, yeah, we just wanted to honor him. Yeah, and- they they just wanted to have sex, and they said that's wow. one of the reasons why. Um, so I think things like that, especially for Christians as well. But for some people, it's like I want to be the only one for you because you are the only one for me. We're going to get married. Full stop. I don't care. Bye. Uh, do you know what? Sometimes you just have to say each to their own. Because yeah, do you know what? To be fair to people that make those decisions, if you believe genuinely that God has told you this is His plan for you, mm-hmm. who am I? Exactly. But I just think let's not make the exception the rule. Like generally, six months is not an ideal time to get to know your life partner. Is this the person who you're not going to leave until death. Is this someone that you, you met six months ago and now six months later you're married to each other? Yeah. Oh, wow. Literally. I think, I think I've actually heard a few stories. It's usually older people though like people who are now in their 80s are like yeah we met one night oh of course there's one yeah the lord is coming for you soon we met one night and then, you know a few weeks later we've been married and we've been together ever since but wow. i guess that's also framed around how marriage was like a survival tool especially for women back in the day yeah and that's a lot of the reasons it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about people being a lot more um, selective with who they date, but also dating as many people as they like. Because marriage isn't 
like a crutch, no, not a crutch. Marriage doesn't sustain women anymore the way they did back in the day. Like yeah. you don't need a husband to take out, I don't know, a loan or to apply for a job or to register to vote or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You don't need a man for that. And I feel like a lot of the reason why people stay in toxic relationships or stayed more so in the past probably, a lot of the reasons why so many terrible marriages lasted, a lot of the reasons why all of these kind of um I don't know, these relationships just last longer than the ones they do nowadays is because we don't need <laughs> we don't need men like we did in the past. Yeah. And I feel like in relationships, this is what I said in episode two, I feel like men benefit from relationships more. And especially when you see a woman dating around, people frown upon her because it's like, you should just pick one man and stick with him because people still have this old idea that women need men. Yeah. So you shouldn't be picky, just pick one because you need him. And really, we actually don't anymore. Um, and I feel like in that in that situation, love could be a choice or getting married could be a choice and just dating could be a choice because we don't need each other the same way we did in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I feel like some people make, or some Christians make marriage seem more mandatory than it really is as a Christian. 100%. And it's like, we don't actually have to get married. Like, so many things are geared towards marriage. And I guess, as a Paul, I think he did say, like, if you're burning with sexual passion, just get married. <laughs> just get married to each other. And maybe some people take it from there too. But um, I've gone over so many times. What was I even saying? I just feel like in relationships, a lot yeah. of the time, it's like, people expect women to settle because they need the man, which number one, they don't. So that's no, that. Yeah. Um, in the Christian sphere, it's like women are kind of made to submit or they are told to submit and loads of women don't like that. Loads of men are like, well, I don't care. God said so. so you, have to, you have to God submit. said. You know? And this reminds me actually, if someone was like on some some woman's conference sermon some weeks ago, like yeah. one of the most problems that she goes to that she does does online now. And this one lady was preaching and they had like a Q&A. And a woman was like to her, oh, hi, pastor. Um, how do I submit to a man? Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Goes, how do I submit to a man that isn't good with his finances and he doesn't, look after the children and he doesn't basically doesn't respect me like wow how do I submit to a useless man basically yeah and it just made me sad to hear because I don't know this might be like anti-bible or whatever but I don't think that a useless person is worth submitting to Mm -hmm. and I don't think that gender qualifies somebody as worth submitting to yes the bible does say okay <laughs> you're going there now <laughs> yes the bible does say submit to your submit to your husbands yeah and then it says husbands love your wife as christ loved the church but i'm still trying to figure this out so i'm just like spitballing here mm. i just think it's i just think it's funny how um <laughs> i just think it's funny i, I just think it's funny how one gender is told to submit to the other as if everybody in the other gender is worth submitting to it's like not every single ear can hear and every single eye can see. Neither is not every man worth submitting to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think it's weird how in a marriage, he can be literally the worst person ever hmm. and you can be the hmm. best. Hmm. But because of his gender, <laughs> literally that's the only qualification. Are you a man? You are speaking my language. <laughs> if you're a man, <laughs> then I shall submit to you. And even though I'm honestly better than you. That baffles me. I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm going to be so honest with you. I just don't get it. And like I grapple with this piece of scripture so much. Not just in terms of like the idea of submission, but the idea of the role of women in the church. Like the role of women in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's something that, like, I wish that I could just have some sort of, like, help with. Like, help! I need help. 
Somebody should help me <laughs> because it's like, it's something that, and you know what? I actually saw something on TikTok, yeah? And it was saying, um, I love a bit of Christian TikTok. It was saying, um, what's the one part of your faith that like you struggle to come to terms with, yeah? Mm-hmm. And this this conversation, this ideology, definitely for me is a struggle. Like, I don't understand it. Yeah. Some of the things Paul said, I don't understand. I don't agree with it. <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> but that submission in it, like, I don't have to agree with everything. I don't have to understand everything. This is God's plan. And I guess, like, my understanding of submission is probably maybe a bit different to other people. Mm-hmm. I think that we often see submission as something like I'm losing something. Yeah. But I think like submission, like if I'm submitting my coursework, I'm giving my coursework away. Mm-hmm. Like I'm choosing to do this. I'm choosing to give. And I think that in the same way, husbands should be giving like for, for Christ to say that you should lay down your life. Like Christ um, laid down his life for the church. He died. Isn't death the ultimate submission? <laughs> Honestly, like for me is. to say a death, like I'm gonna die like, for you, mm-hmm. that's submit. Like There's maybe no greater way to you know the Bible me. scholars might be saying, you know, Joyce actually got it wrong, but I just feel like it's like you can't just pick. What, I know some some people that have this strange thinking that oh, um, it should only be wives that submit and men shouldn't submit because the command wasn't for men to submit. The command was meant for men to love. So then, should women not love? Mm. Like, so let's, let's, let's be like logical. Let's, let's be logical. Like, I just don't see how that, that makes sense. And maybe I'm wrong. Like I'm open to like discussion about this even more, but I just feel like, um, our views of, of, of submission in the church can be quite problematic and dangerous. Like there's definitely. some things I've heard and I'm just like, come again, sir. For real. I'm telling you. Do you think it should go both ways? So do you think women and men should submit to each other? <laughs> women and men should love each other like Christ, love the church. I Most feel like definitely. that's a no-brainer. Most definitely. But it's not written that way. So it's like, is it a given? Is it like, oh, you should do that anyway. But by the way, you should also do this. I think it's a given. Oh, it better be a given. <laughs> Honestly, I think it is a given. Yeah, it better be. Because if it's not, then that's confusing. Because like you said, if we're, if men are instructed like explicitly instructed to love your your wife like you love the church. Yeah. Why aren't women explicitly instructed to love their husbands like Christ loved the church and vice versa for submission, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like people would actually expect women to love, but they wouldn't expect men to submit. Like you'd have to probably persuade a few men that you should submit to your wife. But I think this is strange because if a man loves you, he will... He will he he will in some ways be submissive. Yeah, like submission is not like this crazy mad People thing. People think of you on your knees begging them no, to pay attention. It's so like, small. Please. <laughs> submission can can be as small as where are we going on holiday. Oh, I want to go to France. I want to go here. Now, actually, I I want to go to Israel. But you know what? My wife. I love my wife. Mm. My wife wants. She's never been to France. Let's go to France. Yeah, you're actually you've decided to lay aside your own desire and at, at like. I think as as heads of the home, as men, it's it's, it's actually a um, a position of of servitude. Mm. You are the leader. That's amazing, and there's a place for that, and that is true. But this is a place of you're supposed to be the example, the leader, the one that goes first, the one that serves. It's not oh, I'm the old guy, the top. <laughs> ah. <laughs> this is a problem, though. I feel like it's been distorted. It's yeah. like. People don't see leadership as submission. They see it as leadership. So they'll be leading from the front rather than behind. And people always say the best leaders lead from the back. You know, they can watch the people. <laughs> yeah, there, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. A lot of men have literally heard, I'm the head of the home. 
Like, oh yeah, and people say the woman is the neck and the man is the head. So yeah. she tells them which way to turn and blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I just think that some it's taken too far in so many contexts that it's just hard for us to ever become comfortable with it ever again. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm the head of the home, so I get the ultimate say. This is a dictatorship. It's not a democracy. Yeah. And um it just goes back to once again, like what is it in a man that makes him worth submitting to? And if we're even going to talk about types, I don't know if that's on the list, but like when it comes to what my type is, it's like mm. at least someone that's worthy of respect, someone that is <laughs> worth submitting to. And this is the thing, Adephala, people don't understand yet. The way God's order works, God's order works for God's people, yeah? Mm-hmm. And those that want to obey the Christian lifestyle. If you're like the example you brought up, the husband is like reckless with finances, maybe is providing minimally. That is not God's intention for a godly man. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you, and let me make this clear. Like you don't submit to abuse. No way. That's a no go, honey. That's a no go right there. Like there's just some fundamental things that I think women in the church need to know Um as it pertains, like, look, I'm not the guru. I'm 22 years old and I've never, <laughs> just baby never been married. I'm just a baby. <laughs> but I just believe, I, I just believe these things. And I think, like you said, there needs to be way more discussion around this, but I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it does irritate me to sit down and discuss this topic with women that are just so, it's like the Christian version of like, pick me. Oh, like no you don't understand as women there's literally women that speak like this we shouldn't have a vision you know we just we just come under our husband's oh vision. no you're my never- first vision is my husband <laughs> you'll Auntie. never hear such a word that's why i'm actually kind of scared at this point i'm kind of scared of marriage i'm scared of relationships because yeah. i don't know what beast my husband could turn into <laughs> like I, I hope and pray that i would marry someone that's worthy of you know yeah me, to be honest yeah but you never know what's gonna get to someone's head and it does scare me because like people always say the one thing god gave men is the audacity <laughs> and if the man had the audacity to like take submission too far to take yeah. leadership too yeah. far a lot of women christian women that i could turn to hopefully under my own circle but the general could be he's your husband so you have to submit to him some people literally be like, oh, did he hit you? Did he cheat on you? No, okay, then forgive him and submit. That's what it goes down to sometimes. <laughs> I've heard it saying like, oh, did he hurt you? Did he like, did he beat you up? Did yeah. he slap your kids? Yeah. Did he cheat on you? No. Oh yeah, well, who's your husband? So you need to submit. And I don't like the idea of being trapped in that. Oh yeah. And people always say, yeah, in marriage you grow together. You know, there's a lot of hardship. It's not easy, but I just feel like there's a lot more freedom in not having that. Like, if I didn't have a husband, I wouldn't have these problems. No, I do understand. But I think you've got to look at it this way in that, like, God willing, if you do end up getting married, you'll marry a good man. Mm-hmm. Um, and good men don't want their wives to submit to them out of obligation. They want their wives to submit to them because they believe in them, because they believe in the vision that they've cultivated together as partners, and because they love them. Mm. Like, it's so weird. Like, even God himself didn't force us to know to submit to him or to love him out of obligation you must it was a choice it was the decision and we choose to live for christ because we love him because he continually lavishes his love upon us so now if the husbands in the home are supposed to be representatives of christ i'm not saying be jesus you're not perfect yeah Mm -hmm. but then in the same way you shouldn't want it because i said like who likes that no one likes that. No one. Could it be possible to say that if you can't wrap your head around submitting to a man, then it is good for you to be single? 
because a Christian marriage requires submission. And if you don't trust that a man would ever Perspe- not take it too far, yeah. then it's best to just stay single forever. It depends on what your perspective is on submission. Mm. Because like my one, my idea of it is very much so a partnership. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of in which sense do I think of it in more the traditional sense. I'll come back to that if there's any examples I can come up with. Yeah. Um, but if you do view submission as like, you know, his word is final type of vibe. And prison. <laughs> <laughs> definitely say prison. <laughs> Locked up. <laughs> then maybe, I don't know. It's tricky. And I know loads of Christians that actually don't really go by those rules. They just kind of do what works for them. Yeah. But, you know, we are advocates of, you know, the Bible, the gospel message. (laughs) Um, So I do believe that the design that God has is the right design and it's the design that works. But I just think that in everything, apply wisdom. Okay. Um, And if you have a, if you have a partner that believes in you and is a good person, like I believe there's good people out there. Okay. Yeah. Who are understanding and who do get it and who don't pretend not to understand. Because I feel like a lot of guys pretend like... Well, why didn't you get it? You... <laughs> why didn't you get I it? Thought, I thought you were a Christian. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just someone, you're on the same wavelength, you know? Yeah. What's up guys? This is So You Can Relate podcast with Joyce and Adefala. All right, do I have more questions? Um, you were kind of going into your type. Yeah, Okay. What's my type? Um, uh, 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 I was about to quote City Girls. But I, was about, I thought I was such a bad song. I said, no. Let me not go there. What? Was that where the bag is? <laughs> we do not condone this music <laughs> on this podcast. Okay, so what's my type? I said this earlier. Someone that's worth respecting, okay? Someone that I can act... Like, if you walk into a room of people that we know... yeah. No, if you if the if a, if a guy walks into a room with people that he knows, right, yeah. and people that I know too, and nobody in that room, mm. is <laughs> people are talking over him, people don't rate his opinion, Red flag. <laughs> and that's my boyfriend. <laughs> Sorry, no, <laughs> that's embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> no, I do you know the best one. <laughs> I saw this on Twitter, like you're on a date and he's like to the waiter, can we have the bill? And the waiter didn't hear him. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Ah, the shame. I need you to be outwardly respected. Yeah. Because I'm going to be attached to you. Mm-hmm. And at least let me get some of that respect, you know, <laughs> secondhand. You know what I mean? I feel like if you're with someone that isn't respected, you're not respected either. It's just, <laughs> yeah, man, that's, I get that's it. embarrassing. And I hope people respect me having said that, by the way. So, yeah, there's that. Um, someone that's self-aware, as in you're not just throwing your weight about and you're like ignorant to everything you're ignorant yes. to how you can grow you're ignorant to your downfalls you're ignorant mm-hmm. to your strengths like I need someone that actually knows himself and who is introspective yeah like I understand people grow at different rates but I don't want I don't want to be with you from the age of like 22 plus and you're just now having epiphanies about <laughs> about who you are like, <laughs> I, I get like epiphanies about who you are come at all stages of life but the simple basic ones like simple simple yeah. things and why you get angry and just stuff like that yeah, like yeah. I want you to be on job with that like I want you to understand yourself and to be in an active pursuit of who you are mm-hmm. I think God fearing is a given one as well like you know I could genuinely God fearing um I'd say someone that um 
I don't know how to say this, someone that doesn't stay down for too long, and I guess it's subjective to me, it's like I've I've realised how to pick myself up out of things mm-hmm. when I'm low. And I feel like sometimes we give way to self-pity a bit too much. I feel like it's quite addic- it's like an addictive drug. And I feel like whenever I see people that allow themselves to wallow in self-pity, it just yeah. it's just really off-putting. Not even just boys, but just people in general. It's like when you're in, down in the dumps and you stay down in the dumps and you're down in the you stay there. You're there for time. Like the ability to pick yourself up, I think that would be really yeah, cool as well. Key. I guess superficial things, um, someone that's taller than me, this isn't hard, Amen. I'm like, I'm literally five, four and a half, and that half counts. <laughs> so, <laughs> taller than me, significantly would be great. I do like dreadlocks, I'll be honest with you. Oh, really? I'll be loving me some dreads, yeah. I, just I didn't about know them. that. Wow. Yeah. I like guys with hair. Some people listen to this and be like, ugh, like, <laughs> I hate people with hair, you know who you are. But I think... Um, I think when black men grow their hair out, it's really beautiful. I think the black black people have beautiful hair. No matter yeah. what gender you are, I think when you grow your hair out, that's just amazing. As long as you like care for it and it's healthy, I'm so here for that. Um, I don't know, someone that's talented in some kind of way, like that's passionate about something and is um, eager to like grow that passion. Yeah, I'm really same. here for it too. And then lastly, someone that can actually teach me things from a perspective that's not obnoxious. And nothing worse than someone being like, well, here's here's the truth. Here's uh, how it goes. Here's the devil's advocate. Someone that just yeah. kind of is determined to disagree with you because they think that they're smart. I literally can't stand the arrogance. So someone yeah, that no. can teach you from a place of love that I'm like, wow, that was really interesting. I think that's what I'd like. Yeah. No, that's so good, man. That's good. Um, <laughs> me. Um, definitely someone who's wise. Mm-hmm. I just feel like wisdom. Oh, wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> wisdom will save you from a lot. <laughs> Like someone who is intrinsically wise, like someone who um, can give great advice, like someone who I feel like I can go to and be like, oh, let me see what he thinks. Because he will probably give me the, the best advice. Mm-hmm. Someone who's a motivator, mm-hmm. um, not someone who's like, um, pessimi- like pes- a pessimist. Yeah. Like always seeing the worst in things, <laughs> always seeing the worst in people. Oh, yeah. Do you I get do. it? Yeah, yeah. Someone who's definitely optimistic, who's willing to try new things, um, understanding, mm-hmm. you know, because... Just someone, yeah, understanding. And a big thing for me, like, I feel like a lot of, and I, I, when I say this, people can be like, oh, no, people are kind. Mm-hmm. Kindness, like, uh, people are lacking compassion, lacking kindness, and I feel like it's so unattractive. Like, just uh, um, having, like, just being down to earth. Do you get what I mean? Just yeah, being genuine. Do you know, have you ever met someone and you're like, that person's just so genuine? Yeah. You can tell when they're genuine. You can tell when yes. it's a show and when it's, like, coming from the heart. Honestly, genuine, like, but then I know, like, I actually had this conversation. I know, like, some girls don't like friendly guys. They're like, why does everyone know you? Why are you so friendly? <laughs> why are you hugging her like that? Why do you smile so wide? I think it's because we're kind of taught to like bad boys when we're younger. It's like, yeah. like I said earlier, if he hits you, he likes you, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, maybe that's that, but exaggerated, but... You know what I think it is? I think a lot of women won't accept it, but they just, they associate aggression with manliness mm. and they associate um oops opposite of that like being really nice with um femininity <clears throat> oh, wow. and if you want like a manly man and you don't want to question on it let's be honest someone's sexuality for example as a heterosexual woman mm-hmm. you don't want a man that you're thinking oh my gosh maybe he's not even attracted to women because he's so kind right and that's wow. because we associate kindness with women and like aggression with men so i feel like sometimes it's also that it's like i don't want to question anything about it like I want yeah. you to be so yeah. manly that I'm scared you're about to hit me that's what I want and I think I don't know I think some of that needs to be deconstructed like you should definitely want someone 
that is an element of kind and that shouldn't put you off because you're no. questioning who he really is. Yeah, no, that is so key. Like, I think kindness for me is definitely a big one because, I don't know, some... I, I, do you know what? I think a lot of the issues with people is the fact that they just lack compassion, like arrogance. Mm-hmm. You lack compassion. You you have no idea. You're not self-aware of those people around you. Yeah. Like, that you can't even, like, extend compassion. And also, like, someone who just thinks that, like, they're kind of... It's, it's arrogance, again. Like, they feel like they're better than everybody else. That is completely out and unattractive. Um what else is a big like God fearing goes without saying? <laughs> we both said that, yeah, you know, obviously God fearing, <laughs> yeah. Um, like you said, someone who's respectable. Like, I don't want to take you around like my family, and you're just like a joke. No, 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 no. You're just seeping into the back, into the wall. They don't even know if you were around. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not good. It's mm. not good. Like your presence should definitely be felt. Are there any traits that you know you're lacking in that you'd like to find in somebody else so they can bring it outside of you? Hmm. Hmm, that's a good one. Lacking. It's a bit of self-development. There. <laughs> um, I hope, like, someone who's, a, like, a bit more... I'm really fun. No, I am fun. Let me not do that. I was going to say, someone who's a bit more fun to make me a bit more adventurous, but I think I can be quite fun. Um... I guess someone who's willing to take more risks. I think yeah. sometimes I always take calculated risks. Like, okay, the likelihood of me doing well in this is pretty high type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone who's willing to like take risks with me or motivate me to be even better. Someone who's like a dreamer. Because uh-huh. I'm quite like logical. But like it would be nice to have someone that's a bit more of a dreamer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I can think of off, off, off the top of my head. Yeah. I think it's a nice thing to consider. It's like it is. you're looking for what you... A lot of the time, what you're looking for is things that you think you already have. Whether or not you have it yeah. is a different thing altogether. Mm-hmm. But consider, like, what don't you have and what would you like to find in somebody else? And, you know, it could lead you to a really amazing person. It could, it could, it could. So hmm. the last big question I had, um, I had this conversation with my cousins a while ago because um, <clears throat> their views on this topic have actually changed. Like, what's your view on living with your boyfriend before you get married? Um, honestly, I don't have anything against it. I guess from a Christian perspective, the main reason people discourage it is because they think you're going to start fornicating. <laughs> and obviously there is a likelihood of that. You guys have complete access to each other, so who's going to stop you? <laughs> yeah. But um, if you both value, um, I don't know, your sex lives or whatever you want to call it, and you just genuinely want to wait until marriage, I think it's actually possible for you to encourage each other and to grow. Like, there's nothing God can't do. <laughs> like, do you think God is going to pull through in every other area of your life? But when it comes to sex, he just he's just going to fail. <laughs> like, if he wants to give you guys the self-control and the restraint, he actually will give it to you. Yeah. And I think Christian... Then again, the Bible does say flee from all appearances of, of, of evil and like flee. flee from sexual sin. So I do understand that. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why people say no to cohabit- cohabiting because the Bible still does say like, he's literally in your face right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nowhere yeah. to run to. You've ever lived here. But I think... I'd like to believe that we'd both have enough self-control and enough like seriousness about the whole thing to cohabit for a while because I do get scared of the first time we spend many, many nights together in a row is after we've put rings on each other's fingers. <laughs> yeah. And now I can't leave you unless something terrible, terrible happens. So I'm not actually against it, but um, 
I understand that it can be very tricky, but I think the main reason people say no is just because of fornication. Yeah, I know for sure. I think it's it's kind of like a great area. Some people would disagree, but talking to my cousins, their views have completely changed on it. They think like you're psycho not to live with the, the person before getting married because mm-hmm. you there's no way of you truly knowing who that person is. Yeah. Like when you live with someone, you learn so much about them. Like you, you could think this person is like, so cool and then you come to find out oh actually he's really moody in the morning he doesn't sweep the floor <laughs> yeah you know little things like that that can be like i can't take it i cannot take it yeah um but um, what's my opinion on it i'm kind of old-fashioned oh are you? yeah i don't know i just I, I i have this idea of like waiting till you're married is doing it properly and i think that's kind of like i kind of have this um i don't know if it's toxic but this idea of wanting to do things properly. Yeah. And sometimes that's like not realistic. Do you get it? Yeah. And sometimes it's not always beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. But I just, yeah, I, I am still of the opinion that in an ideal world, you should just wait to get married. And like, there's other ways of knowing each other or get or figuring out each other. I know people that don't believe in like going on holidays or anything, you know, beforehand. I think that's a bit much because... Extreme. <laughs> you know, because you can put things in place to just get your own hotel rooms or whatever it might be. But yeah, I, I definitely don't like judge people that um, think otherwise because people have different opinions on everything and I totally get it. And maybe in four or five years time, my mind might change on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very like careful to speak on things like this because it's one thing to say it now, but like if you're in a four year relationship, that's another com- that, that's when we can really have the conversation like yeah. when you're actually in it and it's like a possibility mm-hmm. and you can see all the positives of just moving in with this guy and you know you'll get engaged soon type of vibe mm-hmm. but yeah I do agree like the temptation is going to skyrocket <laughs> <laughs> through the roof <laughs> it's going to be through the roof <laughs> so it is a tricky one it's a tricky one but yeah, yeah. I guess it's left up to the individual yeah it definitely is I think um a lot of people do, this kind of just goes down to the whole thing of the Bible is like outdated. Mm-hmm. It's old fashioned. There are so many things that we restrain ourselves from doing now because uh, the Bible was written thousands of years ago. Life has changed, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. I just, I just, I'm just aware that God has always dealt with human beings. And yeah. he's, almost, he's always dealt with humans doing what he wants them to do and doing what he knows is best for them and not doing so. So I think in that way, the words that he gave the people that wrote the Bible are still relevant because human beings are still human beings. Yeah, we have maybe evolved in different ways, however your perspective is on that, but I think he always knows the heart of the people he's created and he knows what they are and they aren't capable of. Exactly. And to be fair, with his strength, they are capable of everything because like Luke one thirty seven says, mm-hmm. nothing is possible with God. So I feel like this whole idea of the Bible being outdated is like... I know I don't really agree with it too much because I think God knows who he's dealing with mm-hmm. and the words he blessed people with back in the day are timeless and maybe we're just in a century where we might have to pray more for strength but it doesn't mean that it's impossible with him because nothing is impossible with him exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more man mm-hmm. so we hope that you guys have a fabulous Valentine's Day <laughs> if you got a boo <laughs> if you ain't got a boo you know whichever way it is just yeah. like show love to the people that you want to show love to show on love. the day for real. And if you're single as a Pringle, mm-hmm. you know, Join show love club. to yourself. Self-love and that. Come on. I have a friend who's obsessed with self-love. She will literally like go. I don't know where people do this. I think they do it online. And she'll just like print a book of pictures of herself. And call it, <laughs> <laughs> and call it self-love. I was like, my goodness, you're taking amazing. it to another level now. 
pictures of herself. Honestly, if that makes you feel better, I'll watch the flick through the book of honestly, the pictures of yourself. Honestly, do but what makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah, and all to all the guys out there that are in relationships, make sure you book the restaurant early. Honestly, you know, ask those probing questions to find out you know what kind of day she would like to have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just like show the person love. Yeah, show do what love. you need to do. For real. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you need to do. <laughs> when I listen back, I feel like I sound so unenthusiastic. <laughs> but that came from my heart. <laughs> like, ah, that's so funny. Do, do what you need to do. And I think in the vein of self-love as well, like mm. <clears throat> this is going to be a very quick tangent before we end. Yeah. But I think for women especially, I think definitely a lot of us need to like, it's the word decenter or decentralize men from our lives. We don't realize how much we're doing for a hypothetical relationship that we mm, might never enter. Yeah. Or like how many goals that we've disguised of disguised as um self goals or like things we want to do for ourselves. Yeah. Are actually for a man that might or might not ever enter our lives. So um <clears throat> yes, enjoy Valentine's Day, but consider whether you've put man at the center oh, <laughs> without honestly. even knowing sometimes he's put there without us realizing because yeah. of the way we have been socialized but consider that and go on a journey of self-love <laughs> genuine 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 self-love i think that's really yeah. amazing when you do that no i totally agree man so before we we, we end the episode um we wanted to do the favorite segment oh yeah, yeah um yeah. so my favorite for this week actually i remember in some older episodes we kind of talked how like we now I can't speak. We talked about um, the Christian music scene in the UK specifically. Yeah, we did. I mean, Jafal were just like, yeah, we don't, we don't really know anyone. <laughs> I don't know anyone still. And I actually like thought, you know what? Let me actually take time and think of people that I actually enjoy. And like, I can't believe he didn't come to mind. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love called out music. Mm-hmm. I think his music is so amazing. It's, it's like nice. it's it's easy to flow with. It's a good vibe. Like, and his voice is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's my favorite of this week. Like, I think that he's a good representation of like just good feel good Christian music. Mm. Um and I feel like anyone can listen to it. Um and yeah, he's really rapping for the UK right now. He is. And I really hope that he keeps going to like greater heights because honestly we need more and more artists just like him so that we can actually people like us will start rating the UK music scene more. Because <laughs> we don't do it enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so my current fave this week is just a Bible verse. I think it's probably, I said I think, and it's my favourite. I believe it's Proverbs 16 <laughs> verse 3. Um, and it's basically talking about how you should con- um, commit your plans into God's hands and basically see how, how far he'll take them and see the amazing things he can do. And I often forget that I can do that. Sometimes I just do things by myself. And when I was in second year, I started praying before doing work and it really helped me. (laughs) Yeah, I'd actually advise that. Like if you're on uni right now, just ask God to help you. You actually be surprised that sometimes, sometimes a lot of the time, actually. (laughs) Some of us, we just call on God in the exam. (laughs) Jesus, I know that when I call your name. (laughs) You commanded the exam paper to be nice to you. But honestly, bringing God along the whole journey is amazing. I'm trying to do that a lot more from like, this is, beginning of February now just from this point on was just yeah. to keep asking God to take my plans to his hands because you don't realise how often you just hold them to yourself mm-hmm. give them to him he knows what he's doing with them so I'd always I'd always advise that so that's my current faith lovely am I ending okay <laughs> I'm almost relaxed so guys thank you for listening into this podcast today we hope you enjoyed like Joyce said enjoy time with your boo if you've got one if you yeah. haven't it's alright girl <laughs> it's okay uh, but truly though have a lovely lovely weekend have a lovely Valentine's Day and we'll speak to you guys in our next episode goodbye bye bye